Now listen closely. They will attack your eyes till nothing remains but two bloody sockets. Ladies and gentlemen, my subject is disturbed tonight. Her world is disturbed. Now I saw those bodies and whoever mutilated them has a very special problem. There's nothing to be afraid of. Stay Scary Podcast. Nice. <laughs> we like that. And and it's appropriate. It's appropriate. How Halloween is, it's is Halloween, coming. It's Halloween. It's Halloween. This is Halloween. Halloween. This is Halloween. 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 <laughs> Welcome. That was good. Welcome to Stay Scary Podcast. A very silly podcast about very serious horror. <laughs> I, I am I am your uh, co-host Lisa McColgan, and I'm Ian Kiefer, and my name is Johnny Woodard. How are you doing? Ooh, you ha- are here. How many times now? Oh, uh, I just made mouth clicking, didn't I? <laughs> uh, right. Anytime either of you do lip smacking or clicking or well, actually, that one was that one was actually kind of intentional because I was like. Oh yeah, yeah. It wasn't like the. Yeah, I was like, hmm, "Is this six? Right, people are going to like not listen to this if we keep doing those noises." That's truth. Um, I think maybe this might be six, seven. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't I've know. lost count. A couple, a couple, two, three times. A couple, two, three times. A couple, two, yeah. three times. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so well, thank you. Thank you for having me back, actually. Yes. And, and welcome to the Super Slick Studio. I know this is rather, rather bougie. Cool. Yeah. I was it, saying to Lisa earlier, I think we've got a harem because everybody that, you know, we're reaching out to really, really wants to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, here specifically with us, with us, with us, yeah, with us. No, because I've often, you know, joked that Lisa's my podcast wife. Mm-hmm. And now we've got like this whole open relationship going on. Oh, with, man. with our boys, you and Nick and yeah. Kevin. Kevin Harrington yeah. and yeah. 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 Ke- and, and your husband, Kevin, has been on a couple of times. He's been on times. a couple of times. Yeah. 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 I mean, but he's not banging at the door. No. To be let in. <laughs> he's not banging it. Is that he, door is, is he kind of like like the rich little of the stay scary podcast it's like uh-oh someone canceled time to call up kevin <laughs> he'll come down playing playing with the presets here it's uh oh, no it wasn't rich little who was it uh, i was like what uh tony what's his name from uh tony randall Tony Randall uh, on the Tonight the Show, on uh, Dave Letterman show, uh, Tony Randall. Really? Whenever they had a cancellation, they would call up Tony Randall. He'd be like, oh, I would love to come down. And you just oh. roll down and you'd be like a fill-in guest. And it got to a point where it like started turned into a joke. So then we also have Melissa Van Ham, who we haven't mm-hmm. heard from in like a gazillion years. Yeah, we need to have Van Ham back on here. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, spooky season or spoopy season is upon us. Uh, Halloween is is imminent, and and Yin is is dressed for the occasion. Yes, I am. I'm mm-hmm. wearing a Dan Petchy t 
t-shirt, Dan, who was a guest on our show and it's a Ouija board Mm -hmm. and it's, it's a a Ouija board with class and sass, I must say. So it says yes, queen and Nabu instead of yes and no. And and instead of goodbye, it's awful to show. Yeah. Yeah. And no one has tried, no one has tried to contact the dead on my chest. So I feel very fortunate about that. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Or very lonely. (laughs) There's two ways that shirt could be marked. And you got like the Alice Cooper makeup going on. I do. With the top hat. I had to. I've got my Bride of Frankenstein ring. There you go. I almost wore my Creature from the Black Lagoon dress, (sighs) but I didn't. If you had done that. Oh my lord, my heart would have sung. I'm sorry. I'm. It's I'm. Okay. I, it's, it's a okay. cold, rainy day here in Malden, and evening. I'm wearing sweatpants. And wouldn't that be the perfect conjuring of the dank, dreary lagoon? I got a dank, dreary re- lagoon in my <laughs> pants, my dude. Oh, <laughs> the dank, okay. dreary lagoon That's of true. mystery. Okay. Okay. It's yeah, my yeah. dank, dreary lagoon of mystery happening in my pants right now. But yes, so <laughs> <laughs> it's spoopy season. Spoopy. And so we decided let's let's go with classics. Let's go with the classics today or and, tonight. And, and 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 you guys are wearing that. So I got my uh my my uh. Monsters Famous of Monsters Film. of Filmland hoodie on and the back is from the 1927 stage production of Dracula with Mr. Lugosi. I got my Bella Lugosi pin on my computer bag. Oh my goodness. Yeah. If yeah. I had brought in my, my bag, we would have been having a, an enamel pin party palooza. Yeah. Yep. Let's talk about some Dracula shit. You know, now that that was a good segue because I was actually, I was at a Halloween party uh, this weekend and I was, uh, what's the word that I want? Pontificating. It's a little, that's, it, that, that implies a little arrogance, but I'm not sure what the word that I want. Um, but I was talking about Dracula. I was talking about Bella Lugosi and I was talking about the fact that he had done 33 performance or 33 months of Dracula on Broadway and then two years of Dracula on tour. Mm -hmm. And yet and still when Universal was making the film, the only reason Bella Lugosi got it was because Lon Chaney died. Well, it's it Lon Chaney died in 1930. I mean, the thing is that it, it wasn't really, it was, wasn't even in pre-production before when Cheney died. Yeah. Um, they hired Todd Browning to basically kind of like coax Cheney back to the universal fold. Right. Left at that point in time. And what it was is like, he was like the last on the list, which is ridiculous, ridiculous. because he, he played the part for so long yeah. on stage. And I think, I think you do a good Lugosi, don't you? I do sometimes. Yeah. Don't you have some kind of a CD recording? Oh, we can talk about that later in the hype up section. Like, you you got some stuff to hype? I actually have some, I actually got some shit to talk about. Oh, all right. All right. Oh, sorry. This, 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 uh. I got prematurely excited. did. That's okay though. She's got the lagoon of mystery in her pants over there. And I got overly excited. I had a premature um, thing about. You know, premature promo placements. Yeah, that's okay. That happens to the best of us. <laughs> but yeah, he was last on the list. Um, they had actually offered it to Conrad Veidt. Right. Right. He okay. Was like he's like, no, I don't. I don't think so. And at the end, Lugosi's like, 
And, I'll and do it. I'll do, I'll I will, do it. I'll do it for $500 a week. <laughs> exactly. $500 and you give me another film. Yes. <laughs> and when you watch it, it's just, why would you want anybody else in it? Because you get, you know, and, and that's, and that's one of the things that I was talking about at this party is imagine watching it from, or trying to watch it from the perspective of somebody who has no idea about what the caricature that that became and watch it for the first time, you know, not thinking of poor Bella, you know, strung out on morphine, you know, doing the cape and the blah, blah, um, and seeing it from the perspective, like, I, I wish I could have seen the stage production. Oh like, yeah, totally. I fucking wish I could have seen him doing that on stage. But you know, when I watched it again for the, for the first time in a while, I was just like, God damn. Yeah, man. I mean, he's just, and the way he was able to translate the character from stage where everything has to be so broad to just narrowing it down, just just the look in his eyes. Oh, it's minuscule. Yeah, like, the way he works it is that like, you, you, and that's a perfect perfect point that you're making. The fact of like, he took the broadness of that that stage, you know, expression and brought it down to like finite, small, little, small, small, small little moments. But then again, we also don't know how big the theaters he was playing was, how big he had to make it. You know what I mean? We haven't seen like I, I. That's another reason why I'd be curious to seeing the actual like production, just to see how I'd the auditoriums see, might look like. Well, yeah, I mean, how the, big the size, they were, the size yeah. of the room? Because I mean, yeah. like, if it's a big theater, then you got to be super big. His entire theatrical resume is actually on the Bella Lugosi site that was mm -hmm. started by his son, and it shows the names of the theaters that he played in mm -hmm. for the tour. So I'm sure some of those theaters still exist. Totally. And it would be interesting to see, you know, how big the houses were, what, how, how big a stage are we talking about? But, you know, even in New York, I mean, a lot of those theaters still exist and, and I can't imagine it was, you know, tiny. Yeah. Yeah. You had mentioned um, Bella Lugosi kind of meeting a bad end in a way with his um, morphine mm -hmm. thing going on. And I, I read about Lon Chaney's death mm -hmm. and how it was just, like he had a pneumonia at first and then yeah. um, there were others, some other things like throat issues and problems going on. It sounded like a terrible death. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot of things were attributed to the senior Lon Chaney. Um, yeah. Just the fact of the way he contorted himself, the way he abused his body, just kind of like degraded his just wellness. And um, he suffered some, for his art. He suffered like for his he's art. totally committed his body he lost some sight in his right eye from the i applique, saw a picture from, of that the, i was back yeah I, yeah I, hunchback and you know and then just the the stuff that he had to do for phantom of the opera yeah yeah the fish skin yep. on, on the nose to pull it back tell but, me that what is so what happened? he he basically he used uh plasto mm -hmm. which was used in um in like like you know Undertakers really use them, mortuary oh, okay. appliques yep. for, for dead bodies. Sure. So he used the plasters to like build up his cheeks. Yep. And then he used like fish skin. He glued fish skin onto the top of his nose, to, on the bridge of his nose to pull the nostrils back in which he actually cast with a little bit of wire and then painted around the nose mm -hmm. 
Yeah. It's pretty, pretty contorting. Oh. <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Um, so, I mean, also at that point in time, like who knows the carcinogenic level of those, you know, oh, sure. appliances. Sure. You know? Was there lead in the face probably. makeup? Maybe. Yeah, probably yeah. lead in everything. In yeah. Everything. yeah. Yeah. Everything. Everything, everything. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that was cool though, is that with Universal, like the Lamals, like there's such a short period of time. If you look at it, like an, into like the scope of like, you know, quote unquote Hollywood, um, the way that they kind of like made everything bigger and better, how they made everything. Uh, supposedly there was like in Phantom of the Opera, there was supposedly like 5,000 extras. Mm-hmm in throughout the course of the film, even to like to like the big, massive, 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 like opera scenes and stuff like that. It was kind of like done on a scale that really hadn't been really shot for unless there's stuff like Ben Hur. (laughs) And then like, you have like that type of grandeur in, in Ben Hur was Well, Intolerance, uh, the silent film, one of the most at the time expensive movies ever made. And Mm -hmm. I think this predates like Dracula and all of those by, I mean, it was, it was a silent film mm-hmm. and some of the sets were still like rotting around Hollywood, you know, into yeah. the sixties. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Notre Dame, I th- believe is still on the back lot of universal. Wow. You don't go by it. Um, that was cool. Have you guys ever done the universal tour? No. Okay. So you actually go through the European village. So you see the square where Quasimodo was whipped. Mm-hmm. You see like, you know, like all the alleys of like where, um, the angry villagers with tortures would chase. Right. You know, the shop from the Wolfman is still there. Wow. You know, yeah. It's I, interesting. I saw some of um, Lon Chaney in The Monster, the si- mm-hmm. that silent film. And, I, you know, I it, it was funny because I, I I watched some of that and I thought, well, geez, you know, I, I watched another one. Uh, I've seen Nosferatu. I'm sure you guys have seen Nosferatu. Many times. Many times. Mm-hmm. And, um you know, I, I really have a lot of respect for anybody who can do the silent films and, you know, evoke um, fear into somebody else, kind of like our friend David Howard Thornton, mm-hmm. um, you know, who who takes a lot of his inf- inspiration from silent film you know, actors. Yeah. Like yeah. Harold Lloyd and, and those very physical comedians. Yeah. 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 So, you know, and and with, you know, Nosferatu, that was. Um, that was fine because that was a 1922 movie. Um, I just, there are a couple of things that I always thought was kind of funny that, that scene where he rises up from the grave. Oh yeah. 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 (laughs) One of my favorite double features and I, and I I may do it probably in the next few nights because I have them both on DVD, although I could probably just punch them up now. Like DVD, what's that? Um, I love watching Nosferatu and then Shadow of the Vampire. Yes, oh, yeah. I love or Shadow them, of the Vampire. Or, or watch Shadow of the Vampire first and then Nosferatu. I mean, either either or. Because Willem Dafoe is so fucking magical. He is. In that movie. Just <laughs> magical. He's actually kind of cute. As uh, ca- <laughs> he's, uh, he's be- okay. Well, he's kind of cute for William Defoe. Well, yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> when they're moving the boxes uh-huh. in Nosferatu, when they do like the yes. stop action of the boxes moving by themselves, yeah, is, is, is that just tickles me. Yeah, yeah, so much, no, so much. Like, but in Shadow of the Vampire with Willem Defoe, he's just he's like 
he looks so happy to be in this movie. Like he's just like, I get to kill people and it's all. And I, I and like I, some makeup. <laughs> he gets to kill people and it's. Well, you don't it's get okay. any. It's so funny. It's it's such a it's such an interesting to watch them both. And then, you know, with with Shadow of the Vampire um, talking about, you know, who's who's stealing whose soul, like who's you know, who's robbing who and, you know, the camera sucking the life out of the actors and the actresses and Renaud. And um, yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's just a very interesting um when when they announced that movie was was coming out, I'm like, oh, I'm seeing that in the theater. Boy, howdy. Um, yeah, because it was so good. And uh, I really enjoy I really enjoy Nosferatu. Yeah, I I have fantasies about doing a stay scary, like actual, you know, when it's safe to do so, having an actual movie party and mm-hmm. just, you know, kind of do what we've done on the um on the, on the Zooms, yeah, mm-hmm. but like in life, in real life, and we all just type in our little wisecracks of Someday. what's going on. Someday, yeah. Um, yeah. So, so back to Dracula. Um, <laughs> just, well, we're just bouncing around. Well, it, we're bouncing around the all the vampire classes. stuff. You guys the vampire stuff. Spanish Dracula. Yes, I have seen Spanish. No, I Dracula. have not. Oh. Tell me about Spanish Dracula. Spanish Dracula was produced on the off hours of the Dracula production. Yes. Because essentially at that point in time, what studios would do, because dubbing wasn't really a situation. Like they couldn't really do audio. They couldn't do like any ADR type stuff. So they would reshoot all the films. And basically if it started, if if it was a movie that had some type of like star vehicle to it, if it was Mm -hmm. like an Abbott and Costello, Laurel and Hardy, something like that, they would have the act, them still be in the film, but they'd change the whole entire cast around them to whatever ethnicity that they were, you know, filming. Yeah. So, but they would have them read the dialogue off like blackboard cue cards, like phonetically oh. spelled out. Yeah. So because- Senior Harker, donde esta su jefe? Dracula. Kind of, kind of, kind of. A lot of people think that it's a little bit more suave Mm-hmm. because the production was a little less encumbered by the ropes of the whole entire, uh, what was it? The, the, the uh, Hayes codes. The, no, it wasn't actually, it was. Oh, that's right. Oh yeah, that's right. Cause those weren't, those weren't in effect in 1931 at that point. Weren't what are Hayes codes? The Hayes codes. The, the Hayes, Hayes codes, codes were, you better behave yourself. Yeah, on, pretty you know. much, pretty much. Well, actually, no, that was, that was the Hayes codes and all that stuff was afterwards. Okay. Um, because the the Hayes actually no Will Hayes I have it written down here because I, I had the whole I, I brought in notes so the Hayes to, codes were in in response to uh, the perceived um, Babylonian excess of Hollywood. It was a Catholics. It was a, it yeah. was a Catholic conservative Catholic group that came in. It was on nineteen thirties. Okay, the, uh, the Catholic it's Catholic pressure groups. Um, it's always those damn Catholics. Code. Yeah. So basically what it was is sex, impurity, um, prostitution, excessive violence, drug addiction, uh, lowliness, uh, lawlessness without punishment, disrespect for authority, um, especially the church. Um, All that was banned. That was all banned. But isn't that what Dracula is all about? Well, uh, to a certain degree. In, in a way, but uh, with the Spanish production, they, they didn't have like all of this undue influence of having to run it through this board. Oh. And eventually it was uh, 
uh, Joseph Breen. A lot of people say it was the it was the Hayes codes, but it was mostly Breen doing all the dirty work because because Hayes wanted to keep his like himself a little bit distanced from it. Right. Um, they basically just were able to be a little bit more provocative as far as they actually, you could actually see the bite marks on the, on people's necks. Uh, the dresses like this, like the, they the, could be sassy. They could be sassy. 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 And Eva, the, 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 the proxy for, for Mina yeah. was wearing like almost like a, you know, like a silken yeah. negligee yeah. at mm-hmm. points in times. And so it was a little bit more, it was sexier. It was sensual. It was sassy. You know? <laughs> And for back then, it must have been uh, quite scandalous. Well, I mean, not, I I mean, not really scandal. I mean, if you look at some of, you know, silent film. Yeah. It was only up until like 1930. There was, there was some, yeah, boobies and Mm -hmm. yeah, all kinds of stuff. I need to find this Spanish Dracula. Yeah. No, you can, you can probably. Most, most, um. I know the Blu-rays of that Universal came out with a couple of years ago. That is included on it. I know that there's anthologies. They came out with a Master's Legacy anthology or 20 years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. those were like the Dracula. And it was every single Dracula film. Frankenstein, every single Frankenstein film. Wolfman, every single Wolfman film. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty yeah. crazy. Really you get well all done. of it though. Get all of it. All of it. Yeah. 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 So the, yeah, Spanish Dracula, that was pretty fun. Spanish but, Dracula is, is fun. But then after Dracula, what came next? Frankenstein. Yeah, just grunting. <laughs> yeah. Just grunting. <laughs> Boris Karloff. Yep. Boris Karloff. I was a uh, gentleman's monster. And the other thing that I was, uh, that I was wildly gesticulatory uh, uh, raving about at this party was especially like the last 15 minutes of Bride of Frankenstein is some of the most beautifully fucking filmed footage you will ever, ever, ever watch. It is gorgeous. That's I like, I love the visual aspect of all these films. I think that's the thing that really kind of like, it was noir before it was before it was, noir right. was, was noir. Yeah. Yeah. It was noir before noir. It's it's the fact that there's there's a lot of because think about it because everything's done on stages. Yep. You know, so they have to sit there and it's like, how can we make such little? They didn't have long dollies. They didn't have like no. a lot of track. They didn't have track runners. Maybe they can maybe go five feet with one of these cameras. Yeah. How are you going to make it just visually arresting? How are you going to build suspense? How are you going to build tension? How are you going to make people uneasy? The angles, like drawing a lot up from like the like Bajas, like then you know what. Very much shadows. Yeah. Just kind of like using that like Charo Obscuro technique, just Mm -hmm. making everything so impactful just in that one frame that just sends you off your angle and really just drew me in as a little kid. I'll tell you what. The music too. I always thought that the music marriage to whatever was happening on screen was always like really great. I mean, that just makes it. Well, and the studios had full orchestras, you know, at their disposal at the mm-hmm. time too. Um, mm-hmm. So that there was, there was that, but yeah, I mean, Bride of Frankenstein is just such a beautiful film, especially at the end in the, in the laboratory. Oh, it's, it's um, amazing. It's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. They get so much out of that one little small area. It's so impactful. Yeah. Going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's the best. I'd like, what else did you, uh, what else did you look at there? 
what have Senior I Senior John, in? yeah. What, what, in your notes over there, what, oh, what, this what is you got? Oh, just a bunch of things. Just what so you I, got, like, what you I got. Re- this is basically like if I need to recall any any like pertinent information oh, okay. under duress of my brain trying yeah, to Yeah, look at you both with your notebooks and I'm just like... Dum, 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 dum. No, because Lisa Some just rattles it savants. off and like knows, yes. Yeah, I don't yeah. need no fucking notes. Yeah, you, you, no. No, I looked at a house on Haunted Hill. I watched that today. House on Haunted Hill is good with Vincent Price, right? Yeah, with Vincent Price. Vincent yes. Price. Yeah, he's uh, he was pretty darn. And that sloth. was that was a William Castle. Um, Castle. So yeah, Castle Castle's Castle's a little later on, but uh, well, 1959. Then, you that movie. Yeah, we can continue with Universal, then we'll get to Castle. Yeah, yeah. we'll get to Castle. Okay. Castle, right. and and you got to have a gimmick. Yeah, Emergo. Yeah, yeah. That's a that's also like an old trope because you got to think about like the the production for Black Cat. Yep, they had like the competition. That's an old Lamal trick too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, well, that's, that's, that's just a Barnum thing. And mm-hmm. and John Waters uh, was doing a lot of those. He well, yeah, his been inspired by Castle. Yeah, yeah. 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 But so going back to Universal, so, you know, Karloff, Cheney. Uh, what about uh, Das Invisible Man? Yeah. Claude Rains. Um, Claude Rains. Yeah. His, first, his first film. Yes. Claude Rains' first film. And he's in all of 20 seconds of it visibly. Yep. <gasps> I want that, like that job. You like that? No, you got to be under the wrap. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's under the wrap. The whole time. Yes. Yeah. That's a good one. I love like, so. Think about this. We have, you have like the three main tropes. Yes. You have, you have. The, that you zipper have the noise was his hoodie. You have the monster. <laughs> I know, right? I'm going to, I'm going to throw down a sick beak with my zipper later and I'm yep. just going to blow air into the microphone. I would love that. Will you? I'm doing, yeah. Dealing with that in post. Uh, I'll, yeah. <laughs> Give it to me, baby. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> so you got. All right. Sorry. So you have the Frankenstein's monster. You, mm-hmm. got, you got the the vampire. Yes. And then with the Invisible Man, and that also falls kind of like you into know, the mummy. In, yeah. Into the mummy. I love how the mummy was never really included into like the whole entire big three of Wolfman, Frankenstein, and Dracula. Dracula. Until the Monster Squad. Boom! Ooh. Yes! Boom. Monster I Squad. It I worked it in. I worked it in yet again. Yes, you did. I think every single, I think six or seven times I've mentioned Monster Squad. Every single time. People are probably like, dang it. Oh, God, it's that Monster Squad guy again. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, fuck. It's because of him that I saw Monster Squad. Well, though. you know, hey. So, hey. Yeah, Invisible Man was actually like almost the end of like that whole entire like 23 to 36 mm-hmm. first cycle of Universal Horror. Um, it wasn't Abbott and Costello that killed it. Are you kidding me? Well, Abbott no. and Costello revived it. You think? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Were, okay. Were, yeah. Were, because were, that's my yeah. recollection of, I mean, I remember being a kid and watching the old Abbott and Costellos with meet the Wolfman yeah, and all that yeah, other stuff. Yeah. Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. I could, I, I, I love that film. That was the first film that really just kind of, um, I'd always seen bits and pieces of like, say Frankenstein of Dracula of Wolfman. Yes. Wolfman's Wolfman's my favorite. I love Wolfman. Um, mm. The Larry, Larry Talbot character himself is just like, we'll get in that for a second. But <laughs> what brought me to the table and really made it real was Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein because it was that soft handedness mm-hmm. of, of the material being presented in a manner in which the fear really kind of stood out. 
Yeah. It's like you had that ability to breathe and then it was scary. Like, I think it's a great introduction for, for any, any individual wanting to get a sense of what that world of old black and white horror movies is all about. Yeah. That was my gateway drug into mm -hmm. some of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But that was an abnormality. That was an abnormality. That was like, what year was that? That was 48. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. alive then. I mean, yeah. the reruns That's on Saturday yeah, it's afternoon. Like the, yeah, it's See, like it's interesting because like I, I never saw any of the Abbott and Costello stuff until way, way after. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, I was just plunged into straight horror like yeah. from the get go. Mm -hmm. So um, I definitely see what you're saying. It's sort of like a, a soft intro. Um, but, uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, cause like, I, like in like the early eighties when I was like, I'm talking about like when I was like four or five. Yeah. So like, I wasn't mm -hmm. getting, you know, I didn't have any older siblings. So I wasn't getting subjected to, you weren't, yeah, yeah. To, to, to like that, you know, I mean, I have older cousins and of course I remember Freddy Krueger and Jason and all that stuff and that being around that being like, what the fuck is that? And that's terrifying. <laughs> you know, a little, little yeah, you because know, yeah. because what uh, Nightmare on Elm Street was eighty four, so I was six. Oh Jesus! Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, forget like, I forget you're sorry. that much younger than yeah, I, was. I was like eleven at the time. I'm a baby. Kid. I was yeah. fourteen. Yeah, Shh, it's okay. Yeah. We're all here. It's all right, Grandma. Horror knows no age. It is timeless. It's okay, Grandma. Oh, you're not a grandma. No, I'm not. And that's only because I didn't whelp. You didn't spawn. I, I nothing nothing oh crawled out nothing crawled out of the lagoon of mystery. Oh, well, you so know, you know it's I, horrifying. Uh, it's horrifying. I'm 43, and I have a friend that I went to high school with who who is a grandmother already. At, she was a grandmother at 40. Well, I've got friends who were grandparents that, pretty early. I hey, as long that, as I, I don't have scary. alien babies, I'm okay. These alien hybrid babies. Were you abducted and had, had some like alien probe put up your hoo-ha? I've been watching that American Horror Story and getting uh, caught. Oh, Death Valley? Death Valley. Yeah. yeah. I gave up. I gave up on America Horror Story. I'm like Death Valley's okay because they started fucked up. Like like the first from the get from the first episode, it was just completely fucked up. I love the Nixon that the guy that played Nixon. I like the guy that played uh Eisenhower. Yeah. It's a, it's, it it's a great. very, it's a very comic book atomic age and a lot of it's in black and white. So it, it has that sort of, um, do they split the season into two parts? Yeah. yeah. Two parts. Okay. And so you can now, appreciate the camp. Yeah. Now I'm actually a little bit more interested because my biggest complaint was how they would just stretch things. At yeah. points and make it a little right. unnecessarily. Yeah. The first half was great until the finale. Mm. Yeah, I think the finale Red on tide. both of them were kind of, but yeah. Well, there, there's no, that wasn't the finale for, for Death Valley yet. I think there's still another episode. Of Death oh, Valley. there is? I thought so. I thought episode 10 was done, meant done. Oh, but, I don't know. Uh, well, then I'm, then I'm waiting for something better to happen. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> no wonder I was let down. I'm like, that's right. it. That's what they're going to do. <laughs> right. That's horrible. Um, but I love the way the black and white stuff is filmed because it is very much like that Cold War um, atomic, atomic age. age. Yeah. Yeah. Paranoia. Mamie Eisenhower. Thriller. Right. Mamie Eisenhower banging the robot. That just don't spoil it for Johnny. Oh. Sorry. He hasn't seen Mamie Eisenhower having sex with the, with the robot alien. 
It looks like Andrew McCarthy. What? Well, that's, that, that actor, guy. that that's actor awesome. looks like Andrew McCarthy. Cody Fern. Cody Fern. He's he looks, from Australia. He looks I, a little bit like Andrew McCarthy. Yin's got the, she's got the complete rundown. He's from Australia. He's super dreamy. And he's so cute. And he's got a boyfriend. One. And he, so he would never like me. <laughs> but still though, that's, that's what makes, that's what makes crushes insufferable. I know. Like, All right. So, yeah. So, um, yeah. So you like it because it's in black and white. Like, well, half, and like white a, most, most of it's black in black and white. And white. Yeah. Like a lot of the movies we're talking about right now, they were in black and white. Wait, I think all of the movies we have talked about thus far have been in black and white. Well, yeah, because Except we're talking for Phantom of the Opera. There was the one scene in Technicolor. Yes, they did but that. Boom. Yeah. For the Mask of the Red yeah. Death. Oh, uh, yeah. And everyone's like, <gasps> and everyone in the theater's like, <gasps> <gasps> and then we all go. <gasps> yeah, man. Could you imagine? Could you imagine sitting in the theater and, and having when, it all go color? Yeah. All go color like that. And then also him ripping off the mask mm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it gives you chills. So um, the mummy, the mummy series was pretty good. Yeah. I think, I think they actually had more success in the second phase of the universal stuff. Mm-hmm. Cause then they kind of like had more of that. Because there's what? There's four of them, right? There's four mummy movies. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's the mummy, which is 32, mm-hmm. and then oh, then the second phase of of when they started doing all the sequels in the in the second stage of Universal horror. Right. You know, that's when they had four of them. Two of which were related. Two of which, not so much. Not so much. Yeah, but Bride of Frankenstein, as far as like a sequel goes, the sequels, as far as the sequels go, Bride of Frankenstein is like people are like. You know, tell me, you know, a movie that's the sequel's better than the original. Bride of Frankenstein. All the time. Straight out the gate. Yeah. Like, hey, Godfather 2. Or like, hey, Empire Strikes Back. And I'm like. No, 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 no. Bride of, Bride of Frankenstein crushes Frankenstein like a grape. It's, well, now it's I'm intrigued. Easily. Now You've I've never seen see- Bride of Frankenstein? I probably have seen it in oh, bits and pieces. So they have it. A lot of these movies that will, not a lot of them, but they have a collection of Universal on. Peacock. Yeah. So. Peacock right now you can see almost all of like the classic, classic horror movies. They took some stuff off. Do you know that when I looked up classic, cause when you had said, I want to do some classic horror movies, mm-hmm. they actually have Halloween, the original Halloween. No, no. Friend, I, I mean, I knew that's you what I was like. That. I'm talking universal like golden MGM, age, golden yeah. age, black and Cinema, white. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. The direct descendants of European films making the influence. Yeah. Have you read Monster Show by David J. Skull? No. I highly suggest it. Okay. You will have geekgasms all over the place. I will geek all over my myself. Yeah. All Skull right. is <laughs> a, um, he's basically a social historian, mm-hmm. um, part sociologist. And basically what it is, is a tracing of the history of horror. I know the edition that I have is ends in about like 95, 96. Okay. So it's the history of horror through sociological lens mm-hmm. showing like the ramifications of what was going on. Like, and how, like, especially like an early cinema of like the early horror cinema, a lot of European directors fleeing Europe, right. Coming over to the States, making these films and having them be these like really veiled, veiled social criticisms of what was going on in Europe at that time. Right. Which is just cool. So it goes really. So what do you think some of these things were metaphorically trying to say about what was happening in their countries? Like, you know, like I know that we look at like the vampire Lestat and Anne Rice's stuff and we think, you know, I've heard 
AIDS epidemic, you know, the, like what they're trying to make a statement about and, you know, other things. So, you know, like, does, does he say like which movies point to what particular things? I mean, there's, there's, I mean, just think about it. I mean, look at, for example, Dracula, right? You have a, an English, you know, realtor who travels to Transylvania to talk to this Eastern Europe, suave, debonair, Eastern European, you know, count wants to buy some property, you know, and then he comes over, he moves into England. And the next thing you know, he's killing people left and right. Bringing boxes of his own dirt with him. That's true. So it's, it's that, I think that's a very latent metaphor. I mean, if you look at like, um, even like the Wolfman, Mm-hmm. You know, um, you have this Englishman who, you know, what's an American who goes to England, gets encountered by like, you know, Eastern European gypsies, gets bit by a werewolf and has his whole entire life like unfurled in a massive heap instantaneously. So, I mean, it's this idea of this undue influence. Right. And I think a lot of horror movies, um, you know, I'm thinking also the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Mm. Again, that's Cold War, Fear of mm, Communism. Yep. Yes. Um, and uh, the first. Oh, uh, my yeah, goodness. Night of the, Li- you know, Night of the yeah, Living Dead. Okay. Night of okay. the Living Dead also, you know, yep. coincides with, you know, Cold War, but then integration um, and just, you know, societal upheaval. And I think a lot of horror movies the best horror movies address that fear of um, losing one's autonomy. Yep. Um, if you think about, yeah, I mean, so many horror movies. Autonomy, sp- will, freedom. Yeah. Speak life. to that fear. An infiltration of other culture into, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's why, that's why um, on Salem Horror Fest, um, their Facebook page ever so often they'll post something political and there'll be all these people like, well, I'm leaving this page oh, because it's, you know, it's too political it's and, hilarious. and people trying, well, horror is political. And then there's people who just don't buy that. They don't believe that. I'm like, my dude, you can't name a horror movie that doesn't have some sort of political bent yeah, to and, it. And what that is, is that those people who sit there, and it's hilarious, the people that go on about it, they're like, hey, you take this pretty liberal retard. It's a line in the sand as to those who actually appreciate the genre for its propensity to speak to a higher meaning. Yeah. It's not just about the monstrosity. Means. It's not it's, just about the blood who, and guts. Exactly. It's, and, and There's a delineation, delineation of that between that. And we are who, the monstrosities. Yeah, we, like, yes. Oh my God. Aren't violence, we? Aren't we ever? You know? Yeah. You know, it's a, it's, it's difference between those who have a, a conscience and can see above it or those who just worship violence. I mean, you know, just kind of bringing it back to the present day for just a moment. Okay. We'll go back again. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, like Jordan Peele. Oh, mean, yeah. Come yeah. on. Yep. You know, I mean, he's, I, I love everything that he's been doing and I think it's so appropriate for everything that we've been going through as a country. Um, yeah. So anybody who denies that horror is 
you know, and, and politics don't go together is, you know, they're fooling themselves. They're dumb. Yeah. They're just they're dumb. They delusional. They're stupid. Yeah. They're very <laughs> confused. They're, they're woefully and willfully confused. They got a rutabaga in their dome piece. <laughs> it ain't no brain. <laughs> Something's freaking turnip. I said before that I'm a big fan of the Wolfman. Yeah. Do you want to know why I'm a big fan of the Wolfman? Because you're a big you look hairy like guy. Him? <gasps> no. <laughs> no. I mean, I did name one of my projects, one of my musical projects after the Cheneys. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. Did I ever tell you the story of why I did that? No. Okay. Why don't you tell us, John? Wow. <laughs> no, seriously, I do want to know. No, I'm 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 as as, as stated, I'm a big fan of the Cheneys and yes. there's always been a miss. Um, sometimes both some people, of them. Yes. Oh, and sometimes junior and senior. Yes. Yes. Or you can say, uh, what is it? Lachonius and, and, uh, Clayton, Leon, Clayton, Leonidas. Clayton. That was his name, right? Leonidas. Yep. Lon. Yep. Yeah. Leonidas, Leonidas in, uh, Creighton yeah. was, uh, Lon. Yeah. That's such a cool freaking name. Okay. Go junior. ahead. I'm sorry. So, yeah. um, I'm, I'm, being a big fan of that. And there's some people that just can't distinguish between the two sometimes. And they're like, Oh yeah. It's like Lon Chaney Jr. He's the fan of the opera. It's like, no, 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 That's, no, that's no, the wrong no. Chaney. The wrong and, Chaney. And then, ah. and then, oh, yeah. Lon Chaney. He's the wolf man. It's like, actually that was Lon Chaney Jr. That's the wrong Chaney. And I thought that'd be funny because it's like, people always like have problems with band names. I was mm -hmm. like, oh, it's the wrong Chaney's. And they're like, what's your band name? Wrong Chaney's. It's like, oh, like Dick Chaney? No, that's the wrong Chaney. <laughs> no that's matter what somebody is going to say, it's going to be the wrong Chaney. The wrong yeah. Chaney. Yeah. And it's yeah. even the wrong spelling. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I know, is. yeah. Dummies. Dumb, dumb dummies. But so the Larry, Talbot, the Larry Talbot character. Yes. As I said before, it's like, you know, the hapless American who comes over to, to, to England to visit the old, you know, is his father in the old homestead and everything just goes to hell. Um, the way that they're able to use him as a thread to combine all of the monster movies to create the first like transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, just the well, transformation, yeah. but also like the way that they're able to use the, the, the character as himself as like being the thread mm -hmm. for like what turned into like that whole entire universal monster mashup. Right. It's like, you know, Mar everyone's like Marvel's so amazing in the way that they were able to combine all these universes and stuff. It's like, Bullshit. Universal did that in like 1945. My dude. My dude. <laughs> yeah. So what did you think of Michael Landon as the teenage werewolf? The the, the whole entire. Hey. <laughs> I mean, it's okay. You know, I think that the, that like really fast fifties, what was that? American? Yeah. That was yeah. American. American. The, um, it served its purpose. Yeah. It was good. I mean, it was cheesy as sin. Yeah. It was really, 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 really on a, on a budget. Yeah. Thrown together. I mean, like the American films were awesome. I mean, like they're really shocky. It's like, you could get a sense that there was um, a passion for it mm -hmm. being done so quickly. Yeah. Mostly just a passion Throwing for trying it. to make money. Yeah. yeah, well, but yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Yeah. You know, I think I like um, uh, teenage Frankenstein a little more than, Teenage I was a werewolf. teenage werewolf. Yeah. yeah. There was a teenage Frankenstein. Yeah. Who was that guy? Oh my God. I forget his name. He was mm. like in two other films. Well, let me oh. consult my know-it-all machine. You guys and talk. The, and yeah. the, you know, that teenage werewolf, they played that at, at the beginning of the thriller video. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Where Vincent Price had his little cameo. You keep on coming back to Vincent Price. Yeah, I know. How can he, you not? Well, his, one of his first films, you know, one of his first films was 
Uh, uh, tell me. The Invisible Man Returns. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, he played the brother of Claude Rains. Gary Conway. Gary Conway. Yeah, Gary Conway was man. the teenage Frankenstein. Teenage Frankenstein. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I'm Vincent Price. I was watching in that. I'm sorry, I'm going back to it. But he he was a good looking man. Oh, yeah. He was a good looking man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very yes, spin. he was. Yeah. He was. I mean, that's like the that's like Vincent Price, Christopher Lee. And, oh, God, um, Christopher Lee was hot. Peter Cushing. And Peter, Peter Cushing. Oh, God. The Trinity of, Trinity of of hot horror actors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I never appreciated them when I was, you know, watching them when I was a little kid. But now I'm like, huh. Well, you could put Carradine in there, too. Yeah, you could put Carradine in there. Yeah. Who was a weird. Okay, so. Caradine's take on Dracula. He was so all right. So that goes back so to the Wolfman. Yes. All right. So the Wolfman, and then I I had to so the had Wolfman, and then there was Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. Yep. And then from that it was House of Frankenstein, and then to that it was House of Dracula. Yeah. Okay. That's like the Larry Talbot arc. Okay. All right. So he gets bitten, Wolfman. All right. And Frankenstein meets the Wolfman. He's just walking around being like, I'm cursed. Like, I just need to get rid of this. Like, I just want death. And like, it's so sad because the whole, into all four of those films, he's just like, I just want to die. Like, like I can't live with myself. It's like so regretful. And he's just so like remiss. And like all the girls just want to help him. Oh my God. Come here. I'm a rehab for wayward monsters. Right? <laughs> and it keeps on getting. I alone can cure him of his lycanthropy. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But in. Um, I'm the woman who can do it. Right. With How- my lagoon of mystery. Uh, and the sweet mystery of life. Well, House of Frankenstein, it actually, it actually does. It does happen. Yes. What? Yeah. At the end. Uh, the the gyps- girl saves him. The gypsy girl. The gypsy girl. I go making it full circle. Yeah. Uh, this uh, gypsy oh, girl oh. falls in love with him. And he's now it's to the point where he's been killed um, two other times. Quote unquote. He's been mm-hmm. he's been dead twice already. And he keeps on waking Coming up. Back, yeah. Because yeah, yep. like House because you know, Frankenstein he's Dracula. He, he is basically unentombed and the moon shines in and he just. It's pulled back from this like immortal sleep. Oh my god. And the goodness. body of Larry Talbot cannot rest. And then basically he just then he gets frozen in ice. He comes out of the block of ice. Yep. And then at the end of the film, he he dies a peaceful death because he got killed by this 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 gypsy girl that melted down, yep. smolted one of her earrings into a silver bullet. Because yep. she loved him with a pure heart. Yep. Oh. And then shoots him and he dies and lands up on this log. And then she comes and lays down next to him and dies because the wolf man always kills those that he loves. Yes. So he attacked her. And in during the attack, he shot her. And he oh, dies. okay. Okay. So then she and didn't then turn into She dies on top of him. Okay. And it's this very dramatic thing. Yes. Yes. So they die together. It's very romantic. Yes. Yeah. Romantical yeah. horror deaths. Yeah. Yep. House of Frankenstein's a weird one. That so. is a weird one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's they fun have, though. Like, it is fun. Well, I mean, you know, they're all fun. I'm just amazed at the boundless energy these monsters have. Well. I mean, yeah. they just, they, you know, they get shot at and all this other stuff. Well, you know. coming back. Self-hatred is, is kind of an energizing thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's <laughs> the other thing about, you know, a lot of, a lot of the classic monsters mm-hmm. 
It yeah, is, it's true. They hate you know, themselves. It's 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 self hatred. It's uh, it's loneliness. It's oh my goodness! You well, just described myself. <laughs> that's why we like horror right, movies. Right. Well, Frankenstein's I mean, monster, definitely. Wolfman, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I mean, Dracula. Dracula, he's, he's Dracula just, is just a straight. Predator. He's a straight sociopath. He's um, a straight apex predator. Yeah, he's a, he. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's why I, was, I, I sort of wasn't into. Well, I mean, I, all right, bouncing into the future again with uh, Francis Ford Coppola's uh, Dracula, oh, yeah. uh, with Gary Oldman's, yep. um, you know, tortured Dracula, which um, has its has its moments, and and Gary Oldman actually, you know, um, based his accent on Lugosi, of course, um, but. Yeah, just that whole tortured, like, you know, he just, you know, he just the love of the love of a right woman of the, again, the love of the right woman will, will. Here's a, here's a plus side to that though. Okay. Like, I think that over, I mean, like pulling the mask behind the, mon- pulling the mask off the monster, given like that backstory. Like I mm-hmm. always, I always like the agent of chaos theory. Yeah. You know, be a Dracula, be it the original Michael Myers. Or the Joker. Or the Joker. Speaking of the Joker, you want to talk about uh, the man who laughs? Sure. Conrad Veidt. Yeah. Jack Pierce. That was Jack Pierce's first job for Universal was to do the mask. The mask. Basically oh, interesting. What it, yeah. It was, it's an old Universal movie from a 19, what was it? 1928. Yeah. Silent film. Silent film. And basically it's about a man who is grabbed by a band of another another gypsies like like yeah. fucking things oh up. gypsies gypsy, get gypsy the blame child, for everything gypsy yeah. child yeah. traffickers that yeah. would mutilate their children and cut their mouths into permanent smiles oh dear yeah. lord okay yeah, yeah yeah and basically what happened is that it was the um like the black dahlia mm-hmm. exactly it was it was a uh, the son of a was it like a baron yeah or something like that and turns into i mean like it's not as horrific it's just the fact of like there's a dude with like this permanent it's, smile and it's yeah. like it's grotesque obscene. and it's rictus, wrong. rictus yeah. grin yeah yeah and then um he basically he he saves this small child and then when he's like running for, i forget it's been a long time since i've seen yeah him. yeah he's a small child and then the flash forwards to a couple years you know years later and the child has grown up and then basically you know he's transformed himself into like a performer and he basically he's like he's like a, a clown right okay. right right, right. <gasps> and he also oh. sings and stuff like that and mm-hmm. basically he comes into contact with the girl again and basically she's blind so basically he has a love for this girl and like you she know, can't see what she he's can't got going see, on and he's like yeah. always like trying to like obfuscate his face right and like she doesn't realize what's going on and then basically it's found out that he's like the heir of like you know he's the son of this baron that's and it turns into like more of like a political intrigue type thing. Oh, mm-hmm. I see. You know? Yeah. So I mean like that level of self-hatred, that's also present in the man who laughs as well. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Outside elements making you. Monstrous. Monstrous. Outside of your own intent. Right. Like Invisible Man. Mm-hmm. Like Phantom of the Opera. Phantom. Yep. Mm. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. Yeah. The Gill Man. Ah, uh, yes. Oh. Uh, Speaking of lagoons, <laughs> the creature from the black. Yeah, I, I guess I should have worn the dress, but I just wanted to be comfy today. It was, mm-hmm. It's that kind of a day. You know what? You know today. You know what today's was. 
the perfect day to sit around and watch old scary movies. Yeah. yeah. Well, I did that. I did that. I watched House on Haunted Hill. The House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. William Castle. William Castle, which, yeah, yeah I, I, I I, guess you could still consider that sort of in the in the realm of the classic because it, you know, it was like, you know, it, that that was a, a golden age of, of horror. There was, Late fifties there there crossover. Yeah. You know, like, like the 40, 56. It was 59. Yeah. 59. 59. That's yeah. pretty much when like all the, indi- all the and, indies took over. Right. And then Alfred Hitchcock was so jazzed about what a low budget success it was that he did psycho the next year. Makes sense. Yeah. And, um, yeah, they actually used carnival haunted house props in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and that Amerigo gimmick with the pulleys and the skeletons in the theaters. That, yeah, you the know, glow in the dark skeleton that, like, you know, on the on the wires that you know would fly down, fly yeah, down during the special times. Um, but the guy uh, William Castle, he bought the movie rights to Ira Levin's Rosemary's Baby, mm-hmm. and yep. he actually produced it. But you know, Roman Polanski, of course, was the director for that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Polanski. Polanski. Yeah, he but, who must not be named. <laughs> you know, but, but we can we can mention Fearless Vampire Hunters because that yes, one is that's also yeah. Fearless Vampire Killers, I'm sorry. Yeah, fear yeah, Fearless Vampire Killers. And Sharon Tate is just like so beyond beautiful in that movie. That whole entire thing. I love those like and that's the thing, like the influence of these movies, how they've carried on, especially with like a lot of like like, you know, the hammer films. Yes. You know, like that continuation. That's a whole other episode That's right there. Is Hammer is the Hammer Studios. Italian Gallios. A lot of those 60s Italian films that were like in the same vein as the the Hammer stuff. Yeah. Those are beautiful as well. But in a different thing. But that's a story for another time. <laughs> did you guys see the remake of House on Haunted Hill, the 1999 remake? I did. I what did. did. I, I didn't see it. What it was okay. Think? I mean, like I haven't seen it in a while. Um, you know, it was it was entertaining. Um you know, there, there are remakes that, that speaking of the invisible man, I actually really enjoyed, um, the spin on the invisible man. Uh, the most recent one, the most recent one. I yeah. have not I saw had it. time to watch it yet because I have, if you've been in an abusive relationship, it's really oh my God. unsettling. It is yeah. unsettling. Yeah. It's really unsettling. Um, but, uh, it, that was an interesting way to, to take that into you know the 21st century i think they're um, doing that again too invisible man Mm-mm. what they're gonna do wolfman mm. you know who the wolfman's gonna be though who the gauze ryan gosling mm-hmm. oh i love ryan gosling mm. Mm. okay okay i'm you know It'll i'm be game interesting to see game. how he does it because i would think you know he need somebody with a little bit more Hey, listen, yeah, you never know. It, that makes it more dramatic, though. Sparkly yeah. vampire boy there who was like so good oh, in, um, in, in, the in the lighthouse. In the lighthouse? He was holding <laughs> his own against Willem Dafoe there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's not something any like just and, anybody and, can do. Yeah, and that wasn't cute William Dafoe. No, that wasn't cute. That was no. William Dafoe with his sh- shit all over himself. Yeah. William <gasps> Dafoe. Yeah. See now, now, now I that's saw that's, that. cute, that's cute, Willem Dafoe for for Lisa. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm so glad that I got to see that in the theater because yeah. you know I was telling people to go see it, and you know, of course, you know, they 
they they would watch it on TV. And they're like, yeah, yeah, I guess it was okay. I'm like, no, I mean, the next time you get an opportunity to see it on the big screen and they shrink that down to that perfect square and you're watching it in that perfect square mm-hmm. on the big screen mm-hmm. and you feel like the, the, the claustrophobia, the claustrophobia. Yeah. Um, it was such an interesting uh, choice and then filming it in black and white. Um, and again, a it's lot of the, 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 too, the angled, it? you know, the, the angled shots and the, you know, the know lighting, the director for and, that did the witch. Yeah. But, but the like, lighting, I mean, it, it was, it, it was very much like, um, a classic the universal, universal, a classic horror, film. universal yeah. horror film. Yeah. 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 And, you know, minus like the fucking of the mermaids and, and all of that stuff. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> um, yeah, the, the masturbatory scenes, uh, not so much, but, um, yeah, but it's it's using that that small space to evoke to evoke yeah so a feeling much. a discomfort yeah so Wolfman's Without my favorite the, monster yeah have you guys seen Black Cat yeah a, a while ago with Vincent Price Mm-mm. no it's oh. Bella Lugosi isn't oh oh it? it's Lugosi and Karloff it's Lugosi and, and Karloff yeah do you know what I really wish they had done I wish that like ten years ago they did a film kind of like Mark kind of like you know that would was about that period of like 1935 mm-hmm. between Lugosi and Karloff. Right. You can get uh, Ray Fiennes to be yeah. Lugosi <laughs> yeah. and Jeremy Irons to be Karloff. Oh, because yeah. That would be that, good. And you got two great actors doing that. Yeah. yeah. Black Cat, I love because it's one of the, okay, so they had, Universal had three Poe movies, quote unquote. Yeah. They're about, it's funny when you see Roger Corman actually sticking to the script a little bit better than, than a notable studio at that time. So um, <laughs> murders in the room morgue, which is like pretty much a name alone. There are certain elements that are taking it. Lugosi. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's the black cat and then there's the Raven. The Raven is like the most like scandalous out of the three. Right. A lot of people felt that that was the, the impetus for the, like the, the quote unquote British movie ban mm-hmm. horror ban. Mm-hmm. Um, because it was just like, depraved very sadistic yeah you know they took more of like the the masochism the sadism from like the post stories and really elicited it because he had a, a poe theme torture chamber yeah. in his basement that's on that's on peacock watch that one and it's only it's like an hour in one minute 61 minute runtime yep it's short sweet and it's like depraved it's dark Especially for like 1930. I yeah, depraved. I was really, really pleasantly surprised and impressed by Peacock's offering mm-hmm. of so many of those movies. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this and uh, you, you still can, I'll get this out before Halloween. But yeah, take advantage of that shit. It's dope. It's dope. Um, so Black Hat. Black Hat is the story of a uh, World War One war criminal who's recently released from from prison. And is going to find and seek revenge upon the, the commandant of his, of his, his battalion. Yeah. That is, so it's Lugosi. He's just released from prison. He's going to go and find Karloff, who was the, the leader of the. Oh. And yeah. And basically he's leaving and he, Lugosi befriends these two Americans who are on their honeymoon. Yet again, another situation where there's right. like European undue influence affecting, right. you know, mm-hmm. this happy allies. American couple. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, they leave the train. They go to this little like carriage because they're both going to the same town. There's a crazy storm. The carriage, you know, 
get everything just, just goes to hell. There's a tremendous accident. She's injured. And the only place they can go is to the house. That is Karloff's house. Oh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then it, it turns out that he's also a, a leader of a satanic cult. And he's built this house on the remnants of the old battlefield where the whole entire battalion was killed and where Lugosi was captured. So it kind of comes full circle. But yes. like the set design in that. Yeah, 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 oh my yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. It's straight Bauhaus. It's yep. like angular, crazy, just minimalist, but like it's that real big influence of that. It's just, I love it. It's, I can't. Yeah. I'm just, I stammered on it because I'm just like, just thinking about some of it and it's just. Oh, that's kind of the, how, how, how I felt like I was being when I was talking about Bride of Frank. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like great. Just to hear, raving see. about like, you know, like I said, well, the, you know, and Elsa Lancaster is just like, you know, mm-hmm. and she plays Mary Shelley at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she ends up being the bride and mm-hmm. she's just, oh God, I love her. No, I love her. I love her. I have a, I have a album of her singing body like pub songs. Really? Yes. I'll have I to hear this. Yeah. I'll have, maybe I'll put some on under the, under, underneath this. Yeah. That's definitely not going to be. <laughs> oh, so and, how and, are we and, doing? And, and who was, who was Elsa's husband? Charles Lawton. Oh! And she was in uh, cause he played, um, they were in a movie together, the secret life of Henry the eighth. Mm-hmm. And, uh, she played Anne of Cleves to his Henry the eighth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I love her, Elsa. Elsa, what about to direct one of my favorite movies? And Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter. Night of the Hunter. <laughs> so good. It's the only film he ever directed. Yeah, we we did the we did the big ones. I there. feel like you did. Ones. You covered the big ones. So yeah, I'm like completely outclassed today. I must say. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay I remember, but now yeah, now you're gonna go yeah. home and 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 punch yeah, up peacock and yeah, and some watch some of those i do have homework watch yeah. some of those movies no you gotta watch bride of frankenstein yeah no well the other that, thing is, is if you love young frankenstein like bride oh, of yeah. frankenstein yeah. it was because i was watching it the other day and kevin was in the other room and he's just like you know i had no idea like how much young Frankenstein pulls from that movie. I'm like, Oh, it's oh yeah. It's, it's it, and then some of it is just like literally like scene for scene, like, like where he's in the, in the, uh, in the hut with the, with the monk, with the blind, with the blind monk. Yeah. yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. it's like, it's, it's exactly, oh, it's, it's, exactly. it's exactly the yeah. same, like shot for shot, except it's, you know, in young Frankenstein, obviously it's more camp and comic, it's, but, but it's such a genuine heartfelt tribute. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's so, there's yeah, so Mel Brooks much. Was, uh, yeah. He was respectful and of Frau Blucher. Yeah. And, and <laughs> just, there's not, where's the button for that? Frau Blucher. Wrote on the head. <laughs> <laughs> Say it. He was my boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, it's a good time. Yeah, and then, yeah, you know him. I what? Forgot to finish the thing about Larry Talbot. How? <laughs> oh, geez, uh, all right. Okay. You're all over the place today. I know. I don't worry about it. That's all right. It's okay. I'm probably not really going to edit too much out of this. To be honest. <laughs> awesome. It's going to be so rambling. Usually we, we do this in the morning and I'm fresh and now it's, I was up early this morning Mm -hmm. and now it's like 
begin winding down. So my, I'm not as snappy as I normally am. Uh, we're doing all right. We're doing yeah. all right. Okay. You know, I mean, well, yeah, we're hopefully you're feeding off of, you know, my and I'm going to vampire off uh, of you. Johnny's uh, shared um, geekiness over, yeah. over these movies. I'm just a little awkward. Cause like, this is the first time I've been in an enclosed room like this with a microphone on my face in like almost two years. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. like socially just like, that's my brain right now. I love it. That's my brain right now. Yeah. No, I'm like, I could, I, I'm like listening to you, like, cause you are like this fountain of not, you know, this fountain. No, you're doing fine. You're doing fine. And I'm like, oh, but but as far as, as as far as like um, (laughs) ability to, you know, you sun, didn't even look right at now, your notes right and you knew the year of the one movie. I'm like, oh sun, my gosh. Sun down, sun, some of this stuff is encoded down. in our DNA I at this guess. point. You know, That's yeah, sad. I mean, honestly, honestly. Have, have a blood. Yeah, wait until wait <laughs> until wait until blood. we talk about hammer movies. Oh my god. Hammer time. Good. God, what was um <laughs> you want me to bring over my um my hammers, my hammer vixens coffee table book? Oh. And we can just sit there and just longingly just stare at, be like, at the bosoms, <sighs> the bosoms and the gummy blowjob lips. Listen, oh I so wanted funny. somebody to talk about the Vincent Price cookbook again. <laughs> yes. We still need to get together and make some stuff. And I'll, I'll put a, put a, and have either of you been to Count Orlocks in Salem? Of course. Yeah. Well, of course you have. Have you been to Count Orlocks in Salem? Probably. The Wax Museum. Admittedly, That's all uh, like classic horror actors, no. monsters. Oh my God. Jeez. Count Orlocks is the bomb. Field I've not trip. not been to the new location yet. Yeah. Field the new trip. location uh, near um, town, like the town hall is, is really, it's cool. It's I will good. go after everybody's gone. Yeah. I, um, I tried to get tickets in advance for Count Orlocks because, because, because I am completely insane, I am spending Halloween and Halloween night in Salem this year. We got, I got an Airbnb like months and months and months in advance. Good girl. Yes. Um, and the other thing is I made sure to buy tickets in advance for a couple of things, mm-hmm. you know, so that you're not waiting in line because mm-hmm. people come to Salem and they spend like almost their entire day waiting in line. No, you have to get tickets in advance. So I got my my H7G, my House of Seven Gables uh, <laughs> tour tickets. Um, I am a member of House of Seven Gables. Please join. Please give the money. And then the other thing we're doing is that like uh, Jack-O-Lantern Labyrinth. Jack-O-Lantern Labyrinth? What yeah. The, what's that? It's like you're walking through a maze of Jack-O-Lantern. Like, oh. it, like it's like lots of Jack-O-Lantern art. That's really cool. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's called hollowed something. Um, yeah. Do you carve pumpkins around this time of year? No. You know what? Felicia does. Yeah. Um, usually like, she takes care of the jack-o'-lantern and then the squirrels just like decimate it. Yeah. And then it looks like, but then it looks even like creepier, creepier and, yeah. and more and horrible. And it starts to rot and it goes. And then the teeth all sink in. Yeah. yeah. That's the good stuff. How about <laughs> you, you guys do that for the little one over at your place? I did some pumpkin carving yesterday. Ooh. Yeah. Did you take pictures? What do they look like? Um, I don't have pictures on my phone. I, you're, uh, this is the second time today I've been scolded about not having Dad. photographs yeah. of, of the pumpkins. Papa. So um, basically he's going to be four soon. Yeah. yeah. And he's kind of becoming a little bit more aware of the holiday. Like he's, yeah. he's, he's, he's super obsessed with the holiday. Just like, just like Dada. 
Um, but he's getting a little bit more um, functionally aware of those things that are like actually like to kind of terrify him. So we had to kind of like lighten lighten up the decorations right. out front. Yeah. This year. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like I have like a little zombie thing that I put out on Halloween day and on Halloween night and that will be out and that will be out scaring little kids. Don't worry about it universe i will make sure that that happens mm-hmm. but i have this ghastly um it kind of looks it, it's it's almost kind of like a figure in black essentially mm-hmm. yeah. that i have that can go behind a tree originally when i was in jp it was on the like the pillar right of the of the house that i was you know on the, the second story yeah porch and stuff uh that, that terrifies them so we had to do uh as a kind of like a peace offering i i got a uh uh, Jack Skellington. Oh, uh, yes. um, nice. Like cough, like, like tombstone. Yep. I have mm-hmm. several tombstones in front of my house. Yeah. <laughs> so I put that one there. And so he's like, oh, Jack Skellington. Yeah. So it's yeah. not the rest of it isn't. I love how you make him sound like a like someone from another country. Ah, oh, Jack Skellington. That, I love the Jack Skellington. Well, it's that's kind of the way he talks a little bit. You know? Oh, he's. It's always been my dream to have a small English child as, as, as a son. <laughs> That's always, always what I wanted. Like, like, how you doing today, buddy? Oh, I'm good. How you doing? <laughs> how you doing, Dada? Oh, good. <laughs> yep, yep. Anyways, so um, yeah, I did uh, I did Oogie Boogie. Um, uh, uh, what's he gonna be for uh, Halloween? What are you guys dressing him up as? Oh Christ, this is too much. Personal. Really? That's Christ. Oh, we're not is he gonna okay. have like the stigmata and you all don't have that? To, you don't have to. <laughs> no, he's got three costumes. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to if if you're were if you want to keep that private. I I respect that. I, I know you respect that. Yeah. Um, he's got he's got a couple different costumes. You know, as do I. Up. Yeah, as everyone should. As everyone should. Someone, I was at this, again, going back to this Halloween party, I was, I was Winifred uh, from Hocus Pocus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I went all out. I had the dress, I had the wig, you know, and, you know, the lips, you know, I took I was two and a half hours in my makeup chair to, to achieve the look, like glue sticking my eyebrows yep. to my face so mm-hmm. that I looked like I had no eyebrows. Um, and so this guy like looks at me and he's just like, so is this the only time, you know, you're going to be able to wear that for Halloween? And I'm like, Oh, dude, I've got at least three costumes, you know, <laughs> plus like all of the Halloween stuff that I wear all month. Yeah. You know, you sing, I put a spell on you and now you're mine. Nah. Yeah. No. I hate that version so much. <laughs> it's so bad. Yeah, I know. So it's it, it's bad. not it's not. Yeah, I don't I, I don't really think about that. I, I, I think more about <laughs> I just think more about like how fucking hot Sarah Jessica Parker is in that movie. I, so Please back no. to the pumpkins. So yeah, the three, three pumpkins, <laughs> Let's go, yeah, three pumpkins, three pumpkins. Right. So Oogie Boogie Zero. Mm-hmm. That's for the Nightmare yeah, yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. But the most horrifying one. Which one is the one my son drew? Which looks like this like muted kind of dead face. You need a like, picture of it and get a tattoo of that shit. I don't have any tattoos. Why would I get one tattoo of just that? You don't have any tattoos? Which is perfect. No. I don't have any. No, well, I guess I'm the nope. I'm I'm the weird one. No. Now. No. You're not like, the weird one now. You're always you're, the you're, weird one. We're the weird ones because you don't have tattoos. We don't have tattoos. Damn. Isn't it strange how I just rode that wave until now all of a sudden the square peg is now the cool guy, the alternative man. Listen, so he made this like, thing out of his own. I am the outsider now. <laughs> he made a thing out of his own imagination and it was like the scariest thing. I'll, I'll take a photo and I'll send it I like it that. I'll take a photo and I'll send it to you. That's some right. talent. Yeah, I'll, so get, I'll get a tattooed on me. I don't give a shit. 
You put it on your butt. I mean, I've be. got, I've already got some of the stupidest tattoos known to man already. I mean, I've got Skylab tattooed on my arm, man. No, you know who has stupid tattoos? My son. You didn't know that? Sean Michael, <laughs> if you're listening to this, your mother thinks that you have stupid tattoos on. He's tattoos himself. During COVID, he was bored. So we tat, just tattoo him. He was Why doing is stick- there a penis on your thigh? He was doing stick and pokes. Yeah. And I, wow. and, he's, and, and he, and he's like, that's not a penis. And I, it wasn't a penis, but it, he did a, distance, a stick and poke of a penis. It looked like a that's penis. That's really meta. <laughs> on his leg. It, it came down. <laughs> my son's penis was right oh here on his leg. <laughs> Like I can't there. believe you didn't know I had Skylab tattooed no, on me. I didn't oh yeah, no, I've got it. it, it Where it is, is it? On on my on my uh, on my. Take what? off your shirt. Oh for fuck's sake! <laughs> I don't want to take off my shirt. <laughs> All right, yeah, she's look. taking off her I shirt. See, okay. All right. That's Skylab. I, I got I the just little astronaut was, here. It's just her shoulder. Space penis. That's all. Um, no, space I don't have penis. Space penis. Space penis. <laughs> my fear is here's the reason why I never got a tattoo because I eventually fear that eventually I'll end up getting the fucking Batman crushed across my chest. And once you start, you can't stop. I'm already thinking about my next one i try to get batman on my chest that thing's gonna turn into the creature of the black lagoon yeah that's bad yeah. news gravity fears. gravity you know what I, I don't give a shit gravity's already having its way with my ass as, as in addition to other things so you know you may as well just cover it with ink do you, do you know what you can do no you can get a smiling clown <gasps> on your butt mm-hmm. and then when you're like 80 you'll have us you'll have a frowning clown on your butt. i'll get art the clown get art the clown david howard thornton will be so thrilled and he's and he's smiling now people on, are already getting like your, tattoos of him on your tush no not on my tush i don't know about my tush that would hurt i don't that's a lot of nerve endings in your ass <laughs> that would hurt listen as long as it's all symmetrical yeah the anal cleft is just dividing everything Mm, equally mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all right we're not gonna get anal (laughs) and on that note note, i think we've covered yeah we've covered the good so yeah no i'm gonna let you pimp no no i'm saying if you're listening to this congratulations if if you've you've made it all the way through if you've made it all the way through this episode well we've had worse episodes we ended on ass we ended well yeah well we haven't ended completely on ass hey you know what it's sometimes it's better to end on the ass than end in the ass Well, you can go watch all of you can watch many of the movies we've talked about on Peacock. And so what's going on with the wrong Cheneys? The wrong Cheneys? I don't it's that's that's still it's that's out there. Okay. Um, But what about the John Woodard? The John Woodard. Basically. All right. So uh, I've been working with a group called Agitation Trips. Okay. That is basically a writing group that does a lot of charity work every single month that there is a, a new charity that's chosen. Different songwriters submit a demo. Things are built off by that by other contributors, and then it's kind of like cobbled together and released. So that's a monthly thing that's been fun. Um, I just partook in a. This is like pipe. Like this is like bucket list. Okay, it is a uh, Halloween spooky sound effects mixtape called oh. Halloween is the dream. So I love he's oh. on that. I'm on it. I'm he's like, totally yeah. on it. Did you awesome. say you did sound effects? Well, what it was, was Cause that's my, my dream. My, uh, my friend, uh, John McKissick, he, uh, local musician, great guy. 
really, does some really, really, really cool stuff. Okay. Um, he basically put out a call for uh, NAMI. It's, it's a, it, all the prof, all the proceeds go to NAMI, which yep. does uh, mental health yep. and suicide prevention. And he's like, Hey, I want to make a Halloween mixtape. So people submit stuff. Um, there's like a bunch of bands. There's like a band from like Chile, I think even Germany. Um, there's a Walter Sickert song on it. Oh, great. And there's, it's, it's done exactly like a old eighties mixtape where like the front, you know, side a side B and the front side is all like spooky effects and little see that. Oh, one-liners and stuff. And there's some songs and it's really cool. And he actually had cassettes produced. Yay. Those bad boys sold out though. But yeah, I, I just went hog on the microphone and, um, Sent him a whole bunch of stuff and yeah, I'm all over that damn thing. Cool. Stupid. I want to go home and listen to my chilling, thrilling sounds of the haunted house. Yeah. No, I love that Mm -hmm. you're so like unfettered, you know? Yeah. 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 He's like off the chain. Yeah. Mm. And then, um, yeah. Get those away from me. (laughs) I am untethered. There's no way to put me back off this chains. <laughs> so um, that, and I think I love it. I'm going to have something releasing on my band camp on Halloween, hopefully. Yay. And basically I'm going to get the website, which is going to be the compendium of all of these things, which would be jbdub113.com. And hopefully that's going to launch this weekend as well. Nice. And then all these things I talk about, you're like, huh, I can't remember any of that. What's that thing? And like, you know, they'll all be there jbdub113.com. It all converges. It will all converge. Into that one funnel. I'm coming up. I want the world to be. Um, I, we're, my best friend and I are slowly but surely uh, working on our podcast about cults and particularly women in cults and how cults affect women and women cult leaders. And yeah, so we've been talking about that. Um, my best friend being Paula Kelly, you can check out her music anywhere. Uh, yeah. Thanks for, thanks for being in the studio with us, buddy. Yes. Thanks for having me in the studio, ladies. I appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, you can catch us on the social medias. Um, we're, I'm working on a website and, uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. But you know, thanks for listening. If you made it through the whole episode, God bless you. Oh, you're the best. <laughs> You're the best. Extra candy for you. Watch some of these movies, man. No um, circus peanuts. No, guys, no candy corns. You guys can watch the movies with me. Full size candy bars. Keep me company. Yeah. All right. Thanks, everyone. Stay scary. Happy haunting. Stay scary. <laughs> Yeah.